This is a Your Last Resorts production. Oh, welcome back to the Your Last Resort freaking podcast, dude. This is the third time I'm recording this intro because the first time my fat fingers deleted it. The second time I was too close to the mic, I sounded like a robot fucking a walkie-talkie. So now we're back for this intro. Thank you for coming back. I love you. You guys are calming me down. Thank you for that. Hopefully this one is right because if I have it a fourth time, it's just going to be the sound of me shooting off a revolver into my head. But anyway... Thank you guys for coming back. Thank you for listening. Rate, subscribe. Welcome back. My guest this week is John Miller, member of the solo one-man band, The Holy Dark, which I call The Holy Dark Band about 17 times in this podcast, and he was just too polite to correct me. So uh, he's a great guest. We talk about music. We talk about touring life, how he got into it, the struggles. We talk about mental health. It's a great episode. I know it's longer, so I'm making this intro quick, but I'm telling you, you're going to love every second of it. The Would You Rathers this week are hilarious. It's some of the hardest. I've laughed at the Would You Rathers. It's a great episode. Wanted to remind you guys, stickers are still on sale. Hit me up if you want some. I want to get them out to all the loyal listeners. Also, no one claimed the prize last week of uh, messaging me that they were moist, which so there's still two free stickers to give away because you guys hate me and you don't want that. But anyway... Also, listen to friend and recent guest of the podcast, Anthony Davis Comedy Special, coming out this Friday, August 7th with Upward Records. Eat around it, listen, stream it, watch it, do whatever you got to do. So without further ado, enjoy this episode. It's a long one, but I'm telling you it's worth it. We're going to play a short little intro of a clip from my favorite song by John that I think you'll enjoy and you'll get to listen to the rest of it. Make sure you download, follow, rate, subscribe to this podcast. I love you guys. Bye. Sorry I'm not some fable to run around and get real far Cause I know how these things happen You get so tired living just to please the Lord I'm not leaning toward resentment, no Change of plans for simple help Cause I know how these things happen, you Get so tired running after your own tail. And welcome back to the Your Last Resort podcast. This week, my guest is my cousin, John Miller, a gloom, a gloom folk artist who performs under the name The Holy Dark Band. He recently toured and opened for the Night Riots. His music is available on Spotify and his Bandcamp, which you can find on his website. I'll link that in the bio. He uh, has an album titled The Lonely Insider. It's like a live EP. And then he has three different things called the Archive Albums, which have, you know, songs that he's written throughout his whole life. Uh, You know, the Archive Album number one is songs from when he was 14 to 18 and has my personal favorite song, Fable. Thank you for being my guest. It's good to have you on. How are you? Hey, I'm doing all right, man. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. So, uh... So how, like, first off, tell the people a little bit about the Holy Dark Band, and then also, like, how long have you been doing music? Just give them a little uh, taste of John Miller. Yeah, of course, not a problem. I mean, I've been doing music for a really long time. It's been, I mean, it's it's been basically a lifelong thing, although pursuing it, or at least attempting to pursue it professionally, 
has been a bit more of a recent development, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, uh, so the Holy Dark is uh, where it, it comes from. Um, I I got the idea from uh, a poem uh, called Cathedral Kitsch by Tracy K. Smith. Mm-hmm. And uh, but anyways, and it's just basically like it's sort of my outlet for kind of dealing with dealing with the complexities of like what I don't know what's going on in my head most of the time yeah um I'm always like I don't know it's I have a really hard time paying attention and and kind of struggle with like my my emotions and anxiety and um and uh so music has has always sort of been like uh it's almost like a byproduct of me working out like my shit in here you know mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and so um and so, uh, so yeah, so I've, so kind of like recently, I suppose, like in the last like five years or, or more, um, started just taking it a lot more seriously and just trying to put out, put out like a full band records and stuff like that. And I'll still like, I'll, I'll tour solo, um, mm-hmm. just cause it's kind of the easiest thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I try to, but, uh, but I, I, I don't know, I kind of like having like the, the recording element of it. And then the live element of it to be like two different experiences altogether. Yeah. And it seems to work out pretty well. Uh, but yeah, so I call it gloom folk and it's just like, it's, it's folky, but it's not necessarily very, very happy sounding. It can sound pretty, yeah. but it's usually pretty depressing and, and sad and stuff like that. And so, <laughs> and as, as, it, as I get older, as it evolves, I think it's, it's just, it, it, I've noticed it seems to, it's not like it's less sad, it's, and it's not so much like it's, it's more happy or anything. It's just a little bit more articulate. <laughs> yeah. No, I get you. I'm like, all right, cool. So, um, uh, so yeah, it's been, uh, yeah. So that's sort of, you know, that's, that's been my whole focus until COVID struck. Yeah. And like anybody else, I'm trying to figure out like, well, what is the next thing to do? So I don't know, but it's, it's difficult to say. Yeah. yeah yeah the listeners got to hear a little snippet of your music before this because it'll be you know put in after this recording but yeah i like i think like the perfect uh place and i don't mean this in offense way to listen to your music yeah. is like on a rainy day or yeah, or, yeah. or it's a it's good late night drive music it's not yeah. it's not anything i'm gonna listen to to, to headbang or go to the club right. and turn up but yeah, I, I, yeah. I really enjoy your music i uh, i used to work at a restaurant and you know, I, I got the ox in the back because I was a dishwasher and I, I played your music a lot and a lot of people liked it and enjoyed it. So oh, it's cool. just it's a it's a different kind of music that that I really enjoy. Yeah. You know, I try to like for me, like what what music has always been is just provided kind of provided you like it's, it doesn't have to be a moment necessarily for like a big crowd of people or anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it can just be like when you feel like you need to kind of decompress and do your own thing for a bit or something like that. It can just sort of, um, it can, you know, you don't have to feel alone, I, I guess. Yeah. Or something like that. It doesn't necessarily have to be the life of the party, but it, but it kind of, it, it has, it serves something, you know? It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like there's the, the the saying that gets a little cliche, but it's like, you know, music can control your mood so much. I know a lot of people say that and that's not some profound idea I just came up right. with right now, but <laughs> it, it really can. I mean, just because like just, you know, any type of music can mean anything to you, like just because it's more like gloom, gloom folk. I'm having trouble with that word gloom today. It's the third time I've messed it up, but uh, <laughs> that's uh, all right. 
it, it like uh it, it just certain if you like music it can really yeah. just make you feel bad like i got off work today i was tired and i was you know i have like a 45 minute commute home from my new job and i was like uh you know i was tired and i just threw on some music and it wasn't necessarily like pump up music or anything but it just yeah. it just kind of wakes you up it can lighten your right. mood if you enjoy it and yeah exactly yeah. it can it can uh, like for me i feel like music can always help me kind of like reset yeah. You know? Like if I just kind of feel like it all kind of boils up and like you got so much going on and then you can just listen to something and just kind of flush it all out and start yeah. all over again, you know? Yeah. So yeah. And depending on whatever, whatever you need to get that state, whether it's like super chill, like emo acoustic music yeah. or, <laughs> or rap or metal or fucking jazz, I don't know, yeah. whatever works for you, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, kind of doubling back. It was something you said yeah. a little bit earlier, but you were talking about, like you said, you know, you have trouble paying attention, you know, you yeah. have a lot of emotions and stuff. And, and like mental health is something that I've talked about on this podcast from my perspective. And like, personally, I'm someone who, and, and tell me if you feel the same way, but yeah. you get kind of anxious when you're not doing something like you want to, you know, you want to be like, if you're not doing something to like better for you music or for me comedy you almost get anxious and you can get sad and you can feel like you're not doing enough does that kind of ever happen to you oh absolutely yeah for sure yeah you know it's like so much of like if i'm not if i'm not busy you know like i don't i don't idle very comfortably yes <laughs> like relaxate yeah like re re relaxation is something that i really have to force myself to do yeah. Um, so like even, uh, while in quarantine, um, I, for the first time in my life, I started trying to do, uh, uh, like yoga and meditation mm -hmm. Yeah. and I'm, I'm still not great at it and it's not, I don't really know if how good I'll ever be or, or how much benefit I'll really receive from it. Yeah. But it has been like the only thing that I've noticed that that has like actually helped a bit lately or my, yeah. oh my God, this is great. You know? Um, um, but yeah, sorry. I, and, uh, uh, I kind of trailed off a little bit there. No, no, it's all good. Um, yeah, man, we're just, just, yeah, it's, I, I think that, you know, with a lot of people, not just, you know, people who are artists or, just anything you're passionate about when you can't do it. And uh, a lot of people struggle with that uncomfortableness yeah. of not feeling because you're driven your whole life, you know, from the day you're in school, you know, get good grades, be the best you can succeed, right. work hard. And so there's this, you're almost raised and taught by, you know, parents and TV and movies that doing nothing is a bad thing. It's right. It's, it's like you're failing because you could be doing this, this and that. And this coronavirus has halted almost you know 80 percent of the people to that not oh, yeah. doing anything and i and that's why i think it's exactly. more than ever important to kind of talk about that mental health and check in on friends right. and make sure because people Absolutely. are now in a uncomfortable situation ever been in and unfortunately like especially with dudes it's seen as like a soft thing for me to be like hey man are you okay or to right. talk about your feelings or to feel sad it's such a exactly yeah yeah there's like a stigma around that where it's often viewed as weakness you know yeah it's and that's really hard because it's not weakness at all you know you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just, it's just real. Yeah. And, like, and, there, and yeah, sorry. There's, there's some people who just never go through it and it's, those are right. always the hardest to explain to you. Cause it's just like, Hey, cheer up. And it's like, 
I don't know. Sometimes I don't know why I'm getting bummed out like I am or why I'm sad or why it's just it just happens. And I got it. And, you know, you learn ways to cope with it and things to do and people can help you through it and stuff like that. It's just kind of all it's all it's figuring yourself out more than anything. Right. Exactly. It's it's like this ongoing journey. You know what I mean? And you got to I always try to remind myself, like the further down the path I'm going on my own journey anybody else who's not there with you, so to speak, like you're just going to have to shout that much louder to get their attention. Mm -hmm. It's not like they don't care or anything. They're just sort of on a different bandwidth than you are at a certain point, you know? And so, yeah. And and I'm always like, I'm like a really big, uh, 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 like, uh, I I think that like therapy is like one of the greatest things anybody could do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, at least like for myself, like it's something like I, I do therapy every single week. Mm-hmm. I do psychiatry once a month. I'm like, um, I take it like I, I take it all seriously only because like I, I think like I, I really noticed um, a lot of my own patterns, like growing up, like really lifelong things where you look at it. And as you develop, you get a real sense as you're growing up, you're like, oh, shit this has not been right for a pretty long time. I got to see what's going on, yeah. you know? And uh, so, yeah, cause it's like, but, but uh, to kind of bring it back to what you're talking about, where it's like, it's, it's hard for a lot of dudes to, to talk about their feelings and everything. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely resonate with that. Cause like, you know, we're not like age wise, like we're not even that far apart really. No. You know? yeah. And like when I was growing up too, like it was, it, it was, I don't know, it was like next to impossible to talk to any guys about like yeah. how you felt about anything, you know? Yeah. So for the most part, you kind of, it's like you live these years and years of having like unchecked feelings and all that, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's weird. Cause like, like you said, we're not that far in age, but even just those couple of years, it's my, my generation is, has gotten better at you know, yeah. that getting rid of that stigma that that Definitely. is something weird to talk about. But still, it's even just it just kind of depends on the people because I still know a lot of people. Right. I mean, even myself, like you were talking about the therapy. I mean, I, I got to admit until like I, I've never done therapy, but until uh-huh. like a year ago or two, I was like I was like, oh, that's just a waste of money. It's a calm thing. And then I've seen oh, how it's helped people. And of I realized course. that I was wrong. And, you know, it's not for everyone. Yeah. I, I think it's something I would want to try one day, but it's just. Definitely. It, it's it but like you said it helps people so much and unfortunately right. like therapy is seen as like you know the next stop is is in a straight jacket down at the insane asylum like you're right. one, yeah yeah you're one exactly. mental breakdown away from that and so yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah man let's uh let's not let's uh move on you know we, we sure. don't want to bum people out too much um, oh no worries no worries <laughs> okay so uh so you're so oh, the holy dark band. It's just you, right? You're you're by yourself up there, uh, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, so, so it's just me. What are like what are some of the challenges? Because that seems super hard to me. You know, yeah. Are, do you like to you? Is there like a glaring, you know, thing or maybe something that people wouldn't think of? Because I'm sure it's like, oh, you don't have a drummer, you don't have, like. Right. But to you, what's like the bit one of the biggest difficulties? The biggest difficulty that I've had to try and overcome is just like. Uh, like audio production honestly because like when it comes to when it comes to like recording like full band stuff you know um Mm -hmm. there's there's definitely always been the issue of like oh uh depending on where i'm living at the time (laughs) like do i do i know a drummer you know or Mm -hmm. whatever in the city 
And like, what can I do about that? Like, can I afford to actually, you know, make it worth their time and, and bring them here and do something, you know, awesome and, and whatnot. And usually the answer to that is no, I don't have the money. <laughs> it's yeah. really hard. And then like, um, so th- it, there are like a lot of difficult aspects along the way, but the thing that has really started to glue it all together really has been more of that, like a DIY approach. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I sort of feel like there's like the group of people who are like, like, uh, like, oh, DIY hipsters, like, it's just to be cool. Yeah. And I- I'm sure there are plenty of assholes like that out there, you know, and, um, but there really is something true to like the sort of just grabbing as many pieces as you can and, and, and pulling it together yourself, right? Yeah. So, um, while some people would argue, would would ask me like, is it difficult putting out a full band record and then touring solo and stuff like that? It's like, of course, those things are hard. You know, it's hard to be taken seriously by an industry that really wants you to be like a group of a bunch of people or something. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, mm-hmm. as a singer songwriter, you're like in a much larger pool of artists trying to get a spotlight. It's really hard, and so. Yeah. But like, but to me, the hardest part you know, full circle, harder than all of that to me has just been like taking the production value of like recording into my own hands and just trying Mm -hmm. to do that myself, you know? Yeah. So that's, and that's been, but it's been really rewarding and it's been, and it's, it's really great because like you can really start to put yourself into the art of it. And I think that that has helped me become a better songwriter, at least in my head, (laughs) because that's where a lot of the songwriting happens, at least for me, that's most of it's just sort of like, thought up for some time or like you know meditated on or something for a long time like even stretches of like months or before I ever like figure it out on the guitar right but like uh, but yeah so the production thing has been like the biggest I think surprising (laughs) yeah yeah. Uh, are there okay? So, because like I said on the on the uh, archive album one, you said it's from fourteen to eighteen. Are there any songs on there that maybe like the lyrics you look back on and like you were singing about something like so dramatic or crazy or or the song was about something that you were like, I was fifteen, like I didn't even know what I was <laughs> talking about. Is there anything like that? Um, I mean, certainly to 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 some extent, whether it's like a little bit. Uh-huh. Sort of all of them are kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, because it's just like a, it's just like a much younger version of myself. Like I try to, I try to remind myself when I, when I, when I listen back on, on like material that old where um, I try to, I just try to remind myself like, what was I actually going through or thinking about during that time? And there's yeah. actually uh, one of those really, one of those really old songs um, uh, called safe and sound. Yeah. Um, and it's like a finger kind of picky, kind of plucky one on on the record, but live I've I've just kind of played it more kind of campy and strummed out, you know, and mm-hmm. just kind of chill or whatever. Um, and that one I've I've actually even on the last tour I did with Night Riots, like I had I had requests from people in different cities to play to play that one. Like that one has still kind of like kept its way yeah. or whatever coming in, you know. Um, and which is, which is interesting just cause what I'm getting at is like, I think that that, uh, at the time I was kind of like wondering what being an, an adult is going to be like and feeling yeah. really 
like freaked out and a lot of anxiety about it because kind of like what you were talking about earlier about like the pressure in school and society of like, if you're not doing something, you know what I mean? Fall, you're like, you're failing and falling behind and, and all that. And so, and so, yeah, it's just like it, you know, it's just going to snowball and get crazy. Yeah. I guess um, you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Is there uh, is there any song because you said you get required? Is there any songs that you hate playing, or do you like playing all of them? Uh, if you don't want to answer that, you don't have to. No, 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 no. I'll answer that, no problem. I don't necessarily. Th- there's not really a song that I hate playing, in the sense that like ah, oh, I don't like this song. Yeah. Uh, I have a really hard time remembering how to play songs. Yeah. And so when people are like, oh, dude, play this one. And I'm like, oh, no, I shouldn't. Yeah, but really <laughs> you're just like, mind, how yeah. the fuck do I? Yeah, I'm like, dude, like, I couldn't. If I tried, <laughs> there's no way. Yeah. Did I even write that thing? And um, uh, But that's also because, like I said, like, like sometimes people uh, misunderstand where they're like, oh, like, if he's not writing music, like the absence of the music would like make him sad or something where it's, it's more like, no, nah, I'm just actually really sad. And then the music <laughs> is more of like the coping mechanism. Yeah. And so like, I'm, I'm not really, I don't make music as often as people would imagine I do, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but anyways, but uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Do you have a, do you have a favorite one to play? Right. Like a, obviously it's been a minute, but. I'm sure, sure that changes. Sure. Is there one right now that you like playing? It definitely changes. They swap out. Um, a newer one that I had actually written on tour, and it's a really short song. It's just called it's called Friends. Yeah. Um, I just put it out as a single, and um, I recorded it uh, like before before I even like really like delved into like taking recording seriously and trying to like you know. <laughs> do something a little bit bigger and better this was yeah. just like a like cheap microphone just on my laptop like let's just do it yeah uh, but it actually came out pretty rad um but that one i had a lot of fun like performing that one in particular live because it was just like a i feel like it it was inspired by and came from just such a like creative space you know mm-hmm. emotionally like being on the road and out there and like you're seeing everybody every day and, and it was a really wild experience and like really crazy and then being able to and then i started playing that song on that tour because people who were like following the tour and like were showing up early to the venues were like hearing it at soundcheck and then would ask for it during the shows and so and it just so it just became like and it's a pretty short song but it was just really fun to play um, it's just kind of, I don't know, it's just kind of like, it's my closest thing to like a happy feel good song yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so far, you know? Um, yeah, and you. so that, yeah, so that one's been sort of like my favorite one to perform recently, uh, <laughs> recently, like five. No, I, I know what you mean though. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> but yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no, I was, cause I was, I, you know, I'd, I'd been doing comedy for about four months before the coronavirus happened and everything shut down, but I was starting to get like, you know, my tight five and tight this and jokes yeah. that I really enjoyed telling and that yeah. I actually miss telling. Like I miss that because I because I know, you, you know, you start to tell a joke and you're like, oh, this is funny. Or you make a song you're like, oh, this is good. And obviously, you know, then this in in a somewhat selfish way, you and en- you enjoy watching people enjoy what you made. So, oh, of course. Yeah. Hell so yeah. It's, 
it's been this weird feeling. That's why I've enjoyed this podcast is, you know, it's it's gaining listeners and people enjoy it. And yeah. it's just another way to to get the thought, the thoughts that are constantly just bouncing oh, around my head. Absolutely, man. And and getting the thoughts out. I mean, not only is it really healthy, but it's also like a, I feel like it's a practice skill, <laughs> you know, yeah. like we've been in quarantine and haven't been very social, you know, like yeah. so I'm. Like, I'm sure I'm, I'm, I mean, that's probably a reason why I've, I've kind of trailed off so, so many times <laughs> this time around, you know, but like, yeah. it's just hard. Like, you know, there's the, the social outlets are just like, they're, they're gone. Like it's, <laughs> it's so difficult right now. Yeah. Um, I was, I was saying yeah. I'm, I miss, I just want to go to a movie theater. Like I love movies are, I love movies and I really want to just go to a movie, get popcorn, sit down and watch just the commercials, like I met, or the previews. Yeah, hell yeah, dude, absolutely. Just like trashy, like like soda and candy. Yeah. Just oh man, yeah. I miss. Just, I miss. All out. Yeah, I miss just like we. I would watch a preview and be like, not seeing that one. That's an at home. Got to <laughs> yeah. see that one. And that like shitting suck. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, exactly. Like I've ever made anything as like close to as good as this person's movie right. that I'm trashing. Uh, <laughs> if only they knew how good of a critic you were, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so this is something that I want to talk about because I was looking at, you know, I've, you know, we follow each other on social media, and uh, I don't know how where you are. So uh, it was episode 11, so this is going to be 20. So about nine episodes ago, I did an episode where I did like a Black Lives Matter episode. So for every view, I donated a dollar and I got a bunch of people to match me on donations and we ended up raising like uh, just under $500. And so I know you've been doing a a lot of stuff to for it too, right? And I just wanted to talk about some of that stuff because I thought it was cool. It's cool to see, you know, not only someone I know, but a family member, you know, fighting for a cause that I I really care about and that I obviously care about. Exactly, you know, and just to touch base too, like, on sort of our roles, right? Like as like mm-hmm. as as white people, like yeah. during this moment, this really this really important moment uh, in history, um, where or, or movement rather, it's not yeah. a moment, right? Yeah. And so and and really like I've if anyone's I, listening and they can hear the dogs barking, I'm sorry. Oh. Um, I don't know if it's picking it up, but my dogs are going apeshit. I didn't mean to interrupt oh, no you, worries, but man. Just oh no, in case no, you're I'm, good, you're good. Yeah. I don't, yeah, oh no, no, you're you're totally fine. Well, what were you saying uh, though? So you were saying, but yeah, I was just saying, like, I've uh, just one thing that's resonated so much is is just how important it's been to just really like listen to everyone's stories and like yeah. hear what people have to say, and you know what I mean. Like I'm like now, like I'm I'm 30 years old. I've you know I've spent a lot of years like thinking and 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 you know, kind of molding your, your thoughts and, and through your experience. What you stand for, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like believe like, all right, here's what I be- believe in. And, but I mean, even for someone like me, who's always been like, I've, I've always been even like when I was really young, like pretty left leaning. Yeah. And as I've gotten older, that trend has certainly continued. And, um, <laughs> and to, but George, after George, like George Floyd's murder and, the accumulative like presence of everyone coming together yeah been i mean it's been even someone like myself has looked at that and been like holy crap even i have not been listening enough like i have not been educating myself enough i mean like how many millions of people watched the the new watchmen 
uh, uh, season, you know, and yeah, yeah and, and learned about the Tulsa massacre that way because yeah. they're like, wait, what? Yeah. Like it's nuts. But, um, but yeah, so, but one of the things right now that I've been trying to do, cause like I'm not really working and so I'm trying to keep myself really busy, as busy as I can. I've, I've been actually volunteering with um, Sunrise Movement. Okay. And Sun, Sunrise Movement, they are, uh, it's, a, it's like a youth-led uh, climate change movement. And, but right now, like, their big push right now is trying to, at least like the part, not their whole thing, obviously. This yeah, is yeah. just like where I am trying to help them, mm-hmm. um, is uh, a of just a ton of really great people in LA who are coming together and making a podcast, basically just trying to educate everyone on the client on climate change and everything included therein, but also yeah. specifically right now, how it's related to like racial justice, yeah. like what forms of racial injustice are there in the world? And there's so freaking many when like, even just like the way, when you look at you know segregated neighborhoods are still still a thing and you know what i mean we're just like what it's going to take to combat climate change like we as a society like we're really far away from being as strong as we can be to really do that like in in an effective and meaningful way and so really i just and i'm and i'm not the best spokesperson for it because specifically what i'm doing with them is i'm helping them edit their podcast yeah. just as, a, as an editor audio engineer so i'm not necessarily their spokesman i you know i wish yeah. i was i was more articulate on the matter because but but i but i do you know i want to say all that uh because it's super important and 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 you know it's important to to show face to like i can recognize like like this is my my moment in history to sort of like just keep my ears open and, <laughs> yeah. and listen to what they have to say and stuff and yeah so you know like but like anybody like just to sort of to yeah just to be here for this you know and to see figure out like what can you do <laughs> yeah no um, that, yeah that's, that sounds super awesome I'll be sure to I'll get the website and put that in the bio too if anyone's interested in looking yeah, into more absolutely. of that. And yeah, I think it's just, I think a big part is, is not everyone's educated. I don't think that people don't care. I think there's a lack of, people don't know. I mean, I think one of the most fortunate things and why you see our generation is so progressive is, is we have social media, which is so much more raw than Fox News, CNN, whatever, whatever news you want to listen to. I'm not taking, this is not a side thing. It's just, we get so much more like my, like my mom, like, my mom is not like, you know, my mom's not a racist. She's not crazy. You know, she's, she's a great person. And then she mm. just, she just knew nothing about all this. And she watches, right. you know, the news and has Facebook, but knew nothing about this. And then, yeah. you know, I, I started sending her some stuff and showing her stuff. And she was like, I had no idea this was going on. And she, right. you know, she's been, you know, you know, speaks out about it. Uh, the other day, she did this awesome story. She, uh, this like, you know, this, these two people got in an accident. One got out. He was a young black kid. And he and my mom stopped over to see what was going on. And the other guy had called the cops and the kid was like, can you please stay like I'm actually scared. And my mom yeah. stayed and was late to work just to make sure he's OK, because she Good. now understands that like, right. it's it's this thing. And, and, and uh, yeah. you know, I had someone ask me, they were like, because I've been to a couple of the protests. I did mm-hmm. the thing with the podcast. I I'm very uh, speak out about it on all my social media. I've lost followers. I've had people message me oh, angry, all that Absolutely, stuff. Absolutely, man. 
But what I what I tell what I told my friend who asked why I was doing all this is, you know, I'm not I'm not Joe Rogan. I'm not a big name. I, I, I have, you know, I have 800 followers. You know, I don't have this right. big poll. I'm not a public figure. So the most right. I can do is is what I'm doing now. I can speak out exactly. and correct people around me. And I think that's the important part is just some people don't say exactly. anything because they feel like, why does it matter? But even right. you change one person, one one that one person could change thirty people. You you just never know. It's exactly. and it's it's standing on what you stand for is a big part. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like anybody anybody would agree with us if we were saying like, oh, change. You know, real change is so slow. Well, why is that? Oh no. Yeah. Right. Where it's like, I know. Oh no, it's the worst. But then at the same time, like when you start speaking like truth to power, you know, and then people around you, even if they're very casual about it and just sort of like, oh, hey, I noticed you're talking about this stuff. Why are you doing that, right? Yeah. It still is sort of coming from a place of like, of, I don't know, like <laughs> not, it, it's hard to find the right words, right? Because we're all mm -hmm. sort of learning this together. So yeah. like, I want to say like, oh, it's coming from a place of ignorance, but yeah. I don't want to say that it's coming from a place of like malice or maliciousness yeah. in any way. You know what I mean? Like it could yeah, also exactly. just be like, like how, you know, they, like your mother didn't see it. Yeah. And then when she did like, huh, and then there was an opportunity for in, in her immediate, you know, existence to, 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 you know, act the way, you know, to your core values. And she did. Yeah. It's like, hell yeah. And that's because, like, that's so important. Yeah. And like, you know, my mom stopping, maybe it, maybe it did nothing. Maybe, sure, you know, sure. we live in Brea. There's not a lot of violence. It's pretty everything. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe nothing happens, yeah. but also maybe in a different situation, she doesn't stop. And that kid dies. Like you never right. know. Like my, exactly. I'm not, I'm not trying to say or make a big jump or conclusion, no, but those sure, are the little sure. things that you look you look back at like, you know, the, the George Floyd when they're kneeling on his neck. If one of those three other officers just moves the knee off the neck, he lives. Right. It, yeah. it was it was such a little thing, but right. but no one wants to be no one wants to act. There's it's it's exactly it's, it's time to start acting instead of sitting around and like looking yeah. like are you gonna do anything? Are you gonna do anything? And you gotta do it yourself. Yeah, exactly. We really need to start asking ourselves, like, you know, like how how much do we value a human life? Yeah. And what are we willing to do about it? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's hard. Like I, it's, I actually have a hard time going in crowds. Like yeah. I have a much, I have a much, much easier time being on stage in front of crowds, Yeah. but inside of a crowd, let alone like the trying to keep six feet apart and all that kind of good stuff. Um, even without a pandemic, like it's, it's really difficult yeah. for, for me in particular, but you know, I ask myself the same question of like, but what can I do right now? Like, and I don't even have that, that big of a following either. Mm -hmm. I've had like really, I think I've had like really great opportunities. Um, but I still, I, but I, I guess what I'm saying is there's a much larger conversation to be had, but there's to have like a really, really big following. Like, I just think it's such a distant, level yeah. <laughs> it's just no, like, i know i know exactly in the same boat no matter like you know what i mean like for a while and so like thinking along the same lines of like well what can i really do about it and it's just like well if i could apply myself and try to learn how to like edit 
audio files and, and really try to pour my heart and soul into it and help out a podcast. You know what I mean? Like yeah. really beneficial work where it's like, cool, how many people heard that podcast or like, what do they say about it? Or like someone would be like, oh, I really loved this segment really spoke to me. And, and then may, maybe you edited that segment. You're like, oh my gosh. And yeah. you get all excited, you know, or whatever. And it's just, yeah, it's just finding the ways, like what, what, what voice do, do you, the individual have? Cool. How can you use that, you know, for the people yeah. around you? Because the, the, the task at hand really is to change the culture, right? Around how we view lives, how we see race, how we yeah. see, how we see institutional racism, right? And how we deal with it. And so, and how we teach each other in the process, right? Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's super, yeah. super hard, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so it's, but it's, yeah, necessary. Yeah. No, I'm just <laughs> glad, like I said, I just wanted to bring it up, give you a minute to talk about it. And I, you know, as, 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 as you being a member, you know, a family member, right. I'm glad, glad to see you just, you know, like and yeah. Seriously. Um, okay. So this is something that I wanted to talk to you about. So, you know, as I'm a comedian beginning, you know, I do bar shows and I don't tour anything like that. I catch myself very often, you know, daydreaming about touring something that I'm, I, you know, I haven't done, uh, you know, an improv yet or something like a, like a, like that. What, uh, the one, the two things I wanted to ask, what, yeah. can you give a look like what touring's like, so like some of the cool things. And also I'm obsessed with knowing what a green room is like. I think a green sure. room is so cool. Yeah. Like I can't wait till I'm in a green room, whether I'm the opener or it's my own show. I'm just like, yo, this is my green room. Like, you know, <laughs> what, what's that like? Yeah, absolutely, man. So yeah, the, it's really interesting. Like once, uh, kind of because of COVID, because of like chilling out for, you know, going on like the sixth month or something like that. Yeah, right I'm now. losing track at this point. Yeah, it's really hard to tell. Yeah. And uh, like intuitively and like, um, but, you know, you have an awful lot of time to ponder and really self-reflect and really yeah. think about things, um, whether or not, you know, you were thinking about these things beforehand or whatever. But like um, the whole touring lifestyle one, it is really, really hard because people like the first thing that like I learned that, well, the first thing that a lot of musicians, well, also I'll speak for musicians in particular, right? Yeah, yeah. Like where I come from, but like with musicians and I'm sure it's the same with anybody. Cause it's like, it's not going to be very different. <laughs> You're booking all of this yourself. And like, yeah. it was always like, I daydreamed and was like, it was like this very distant thing I couldn't touch, you know, touring like, Oh my gosh, how do I get there? Uh -huh. But like, once I finally figured out how to book my own tours, um, and just get out there and all of a sudden the rest of the things that you never dreamt of like reveal themselves they're like no you're not partying every night like you have to you have to actually the struggle is to eat well to like wash your hands keep your fingers clean you know what I mean uh -huh. like you're gonna you're not gonna what if you don't have a place to stay every night you know what I mean and like yeah really can't even if you sold a couple of shirts or something you know what I mean like it's just not wise to spend it on a hotel or a motel room yeah. unless you don't feel safe or something, which in all, by all means, like, hell yeah, you gotta, you know, you do you for sure. But like, it's just like, it's really hard to get to a point comfortably where you, where you, you can like even have like a modest place to sleep at night. Yeah. So touring is really physically draining. It's super, super hard. That does not mean it's like impossible to do. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, in particular, love touring. I think it's so easy. For me, it's like, I, I, I generally, like, don't get me wrong, like, I eat shitty food because I'm a monster, but like, yeah. I, but, but I genuinely enjoy really good foods. I, I, I enjoy eating like healthy greens and everything like that. Like, so going on tour and just like turning off a lot of the junk food or whatever, and just eating well is to me is like not that hard of a diet switch or, or adjustment or anything, you know, yeah. but it's really important to do. You got to do it. And like, cause, cause the way that, the way that I like to look at it is sort of like, I, I cannot expect anyone to show up you know you know what i mean yeah if anybody shows up like holy crap thank you like yeah uh, i heard actually a podcast interview where henry rollins who was talking about like anytime someone purchases a ticket to see his show like that's a contract that's a contract he has with that fan like I am coming to your city. Like I am playing for you or I'm talking yeah. to you or I, and I really love that idea where it's just like, right, exactly. You know, like none of it is, is you haven't earned or deserved any attention or any of that stuff to yeah, begin they, with. That person took yeah. their nine to five money and yeah. spent it to see you. They could have spent it on a t-shirt or they could have spent it on a night at the bar, but they chose exactly. to, to see you. Hell yeah, exactly. You know, so like, You'd, you're like you just like recognizing just how lucky you would be in the first place to like be able to have the opportunity to try to provide that kind of experience for a, for someone right mm-hmm. so like just being really grateful and all that is like just so goddamn important because uh, but but uh, but anyways like but bringing it around like so once like you get to a level where you've had some opportunities where like you're at a legitimate venue you've got like people that know what they're doing who are like hopefully being paid a good wage to like run sound and like to make a show happen. You know what I mean? Like they know how all that stuff works. Like they know how to, because like when I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going up there and I'm like the opener on a tour like that. Like I'm not like headlining or anything, but like, but those people are still working their asses off. Like for me, the, the, Mm -hmm. the person that few people came to see or something. Right. Yeah. In comparison to the crowd. Right. And like, but like, it's just, it just feels so good to be in a position where you're doing what you do in an environment that's just treated with like respect and dignity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's just like, everyone's taking it seriously. Like you totally should have a green room because like everyone needs to decompress and like get into their headspace and perform like the best show that they want to perform. And, you know, not everybody wants to like, sometimes I have a really hard time, like, if I'm at a show where there isn't, sometimes they'll even just be like a shared green room for all the performers. That's always yeah. kind of interesting. But like, <laughs> um, but like it's, but sometimes that's a lot better because like they, they get it. You know what I mean? Like, so like if, if you don't want to talk, like you don't have to talk. There's just sort of like these unspoken rules of like everyone is, well, first and foremost, like being respectful and helping each other out and courteous, all that kind of good stuff. But just like, but just in terms of like what's going on back there, you know what I mean? It's just a uh-huh. lot of like hydration or like jumping jacks or like reading or the trying to like quote things from memory just to keep your brain sharp. So you don't like forget lyrics or something or like random yeah. stuff like that. It's a little bit. So what I'm getting at is it's like, it's a little bit more like nerdy than it is like glamorous. Yeah. But the, but the, but like the starry eyed, the concept of it is just sort I think in time as I've gotten older has like, 
translated into like a, just being taken seriously. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just a sign of like a, yo, you've made it or whatever. And like, it can be like a small venue, but it's just like a, yeah, like we're here to put on a show. Like that's my little space. I'm going to go back there, do my thing. I'm going to come out here. Like if anyone shows up, like, holy crap, I owe them everything. Like, let's do this. Let's have some fun as best we can, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then afterward, when it, when it doesn't matter, I can talk, 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 lose my voice. I can rehydrate and be okay by the next day usually. And just, I just pour all my energy right back into it. And so for touring, it's just like, and it's that, it's that over and over and over. And you really get this phantom energy that kind of keeps you going. Sometimes you're sleeping three hours a night. Yeah. Sometimes you're sleeping in a car. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're sleeping in a motel. It's great. Yeah. And you, you feel comfortable. You crank the AC and like whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, uh, but it's not always that way. It's just like, it's just, you're just out there in the wild is mm-hmm. how I like to live. Anything's possible, you know? Yeah. You but just got to enjoy the little parts of it and not yeah. focus on like, oh, I'm sleeping in a car. Instead be like, yo, I'm touring and there's people coming paying to see me and shit. Like, Look yeah. at the positives instead of the negatives. Right, exactly. Like you're trying to like provide this experience to people and then your day-to-day life away from the stage, you're like a professional camper. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you're, like, like truck stops are like a thing that, well, before, before a pandemic, obviously, uh-huh. like did not like scare me in any way. Like touring is like a great experience, even just for the sake of traveling and just staying moving, you know what I mean? And 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 talking to people of like other walks of life and um i feel like it keeps you sharp but it always gives me a lot of inspiration to write it gives like that's another thing about touring just you're experiencing life at such a different pace and it's a great environment to put yourself in because for a lot of creative people like that's a very great way to stimulate creativity you know just experience more and yeah. so so I, I definitely recommend it for everyone, even if like, hey, if it turns out like touring is not your thing, I think that that should be OK. Like we should, you know, it should it shouldn't take like touring your brains out and like spending little time with your own family to like make a living or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and then a pandemic happens and then they just like musicians just don't have a job now. Right. Like it just kind of shows like you shouldn't have to tour all the time. Mm -hmm. But like I definitely recommend everyone who is doing some sort of performative, you know, creative uh, thing. You got to try it. It's, it's, It's really great. And even just the the logistic part of of learning how to book a tour is, I think, is really good experience too. It's it's really good work experience. Like you gotta like, if if you're late on an on an email on those emails, you know what I mean. Like people aren't gonna take you seriously and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta. It's just you just gotta. It keeps your your pace going. Yeah, it's something yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to whenever that time comes. Yeah, but man. uh. Well, I'm going to start moving into some of the reoccurring segments that we have yeah. here. So the first segment that we're going into is the Dumbass of the Week, brought to you by Red Foreman. Dumbass! Dumbasses! Dumbass! 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 The Dumbass of the Week this week is going to go to two places, both countries. We're going to uh, Australia is the first one. So okay. I, I know that you're not a, an avid listener. So last week we had a guest on from Australia, an old roommate of mine who recently flew back to Australia, and, and they mandate a 14-day quarantine in a hotel and Mm. they were doing great but uh melbourne and victoria which are like the other two big ones besides sydney 
are on a state of emergency lockdown because they were doing the hotel lockdown, but the security guards who were supposed to keep people in the rooms were going up and hooking up with guests and then going out and (laughs) brought the coronavirus out. And they're now having an explosion of cases and the whole country is shut down just because someone wanted to get laid. That so, is, I mean, it was going to happen somewhere, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, but, you know, that's just so amazing. I, well, obviously, it's devastating. Uh, that sucks. Um, but holy shit, that's so wild. Yeah, I couldn't. I, yeah, it's so important, like, like tracing, right, like cases. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Which yeah. content we have. <laughs> yeah, I got to give it to them just because, you know, uh, it proves that uh, guys will do anything to get laid, even if it means uh, spreading a pandemic across the world. And uh, I give it to Ger- an honorable mention this week is Germany because they decided to start gathering in mass protests, not for Black Lives Matter, but because they wanted restrictions of COVID. So they're turning into the Huntington Beach of the world, oh, no. which is terrible to see. So they're having mass right. gatherings, protesting masks, you yes. know, a bunch of Karens or whatever Karen translates into yeah. Germany over there. <clears throat> um, yeah, so that's our dumbass of the week. And now the next segment, this is the would you rather. So uh, I'll answer them first because I found them and I've you know had time to think about them and I'll give you a chance. <laughs> But uh, the first would you rather is, would you rather be unable to smell other people's farts or never have to fart again? So for me at first, I thought like, oh, you know, I wouldn't want to smell, you know, I wouldn't want to fart again because it just, you know, it's sometimes it can be embarrassing, but then you still got to smell other people's farts. And there's just such like nothing is worse when you're on like a bus or a subway or in a crowded room and you don't know who it is and they did it like you would never have that experience again and so that (laughs) seemed like the easy answer but then i was and because because i you know i i like a good fart i'm not afraid to admit there's there's something relieving about letting one out but think about you know you're married and so you don't have to go through this again but think of all the (laughs) the stress you put yourself through holding in farts on first dates or even for the first couple months or however long or maybe you still don't fart in front of Kelly but I was just gonna say I was like I actually still don't (laughs) oh well this is even yeah think about it I know this is wild you would never have to have that again so I think Uh, I'm gonna go with not smelling other people's because I I fart in front of my girlfriend I'm not I'm not ashamed of my farts but uh, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with it you know what I mean I uh I, uh, I, I, I sit, I sit with it emotionally and I think to myself, why, why, why do I hide my farts? Where yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I, I don't know where it comes from, but I'm admitting that it's likely from a place of weakness. It's, yeah. it's probably on me, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I would, I would choose to, uh, I would rather never fart again okay. and, wow. and, and yeah. take the wrath of, of the subway farts. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know, uh, there's just, I think I would miss. I think there's, I think I find somewhat satisfaction. I have some room clears, especially when I used to be a heftier man in football. I had some ones that, you know, stay in a couch, you know, leave the room type My of stuff. Goodness. So, yeah, I was probably, I probably had a health condition, but that's gone and passed now. So, uh, all right, this next would you rather is this will be either a good debate, but you are from Portland, so this might just turn into a roast slash argument. Would you rather be an avid member of the flat earth community or the anti vaxxers? Oh, See, the reason why I'm asking this is because you are you did live in Portland. So I, I thought there was a small chance. You're like, well, I don't believe in vaccinations. 
Oh, oh no, yeah, no, I, I, I that was a, a valid concern, but don't you worry. Um, no, I, I believe in, vac- in vaccinating our That's children. Good. I was going to tell you um, that my kid yeah. was going to beat your kid up when he was weak from polio. Then yeah. I was like, that might be the last <laughs> time he ever speaks to me after I say that. But, <laughs> no, no, um, no. You, I, you are, don't worry. Preaching to the choir, my friend. Yeah, I think I would. I think this one, I got to go with the, the flat earths. I feel like the anti-vax is an anti like. An anti-vaxxer, I'm, I'm dangerous. I'm Wait, like... I, I was just going to say, I'd yeah. rather, like, fuck my ego, just make me an idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to endanger anybody. Just, like, I'll get over myself. It's fine. Like, just make yeah. me... Just make me <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because... And then maybe, like... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll just take a boat and then or someone can be like, hey, man, get on a boat and take me to the edge. And I'll be like, holy shit. And did you ever I, hear about uh, the Mike Hughes guy? The flat earther who oh, he shot up. A, this rings a bell, but but he, no. He shot himself up in a shuttle to take like pictures in like the lowest part of space oh, wow. with like this really nice camera to prove to prove that there's no uh, curve in the Earth. And he uh, his rocket failed and he slammed to the ground and blew up and, and died. But the the, the footage survived because it was a very expensive camera and all oh. the images show the curve in the Earth. So that my, uh, I have a comic friend who has a joke. Oh, basically, shit. he died looking like like knowing that his whole existence he stand on was a lie. Right, exactly. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's the level of stupidity we would be put to. But like you said, at least we're not bringing back diseases from the 1400s that like yeah. common medicine cures. Yes, exactly. And then also too, like even uh, thinking about climate change, like when they talk about like permafrost level levels are, are melting mm-hmm. and what could be down there would be like, I mean, beyond ancient, like yeah. single celled organisms that have just been frozen in ice for f- just fucking ever basically yeah. where it's like, it could be like freaking like eight different types of aids or something yeah, you know what I mean? yeah like we have no that they find in there yeah exactly and it's just like if we're already <laughs> if we're already not going to do a great job with climate change like let's at least make sure we don't have to like worry about like fucking measles like yeah. w- when all this other shit is going to happen and we're just like oh my god yeah because we're seeing how we're handling like a mysterious virus now yeah you know what i mean and it's just like what happens when th- airborne aids comes out we're fucked Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, like just turning a blind eye to 150,000 dead people isn't yeah. going to work. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so fucking, oh, well, I, I, you know. I think there's an underrated choice, too, of choosing the flat earth there. There's got to be something simple about being right. that stupid. Like, like, because yeah. cause you don't know you if you're a flat, you don't flat earthers don't know they're that dumb. Like, they probably don't like the same shit that that keeps us up and stresses us right. out and bothers us. They probably don't even know it exists. There's got to be like a, you know, living a simple life like that. It's like it's yeah. either got to be like really comfortable and just like a like a, oh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't fathom most things or like uh, you can convince me anything. Yeah. So it's like the world is flat. But it's also hollow, and there are lizards in there or something. And yeah. Like, who knows? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, all sorts of crazy stuff. And it's just like, a, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. 
All right, so that's the it for the Would You Rather. So we're coming to the last segment. This is the what have you been watching and listening to. So, of course, the first thing I can suggest to listen to is the Holy Dark Band. Um, but for other stuff, this is where, you know, maybe there's a musician you like, you want to put people on. So for me, uh, first one is there's a new album out by a person named Dominic Fike. If the listeners aren't, you know, uh, know who that is, he's kind of like a, a pop R&B guy. He's a lot like Frank Ocean. So if you like that stuff, I highly suggest checking that out. Also, if you're into uh, like reggae, there's a song called Outer Space by Aya Terra, which I've played. I discovered it on what day is it? It's Monday. I discovered it on Saturday, and I think I've listened to it. Or today's Tuesday. What? My bad. See, dude, I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> but I found that it happens. on Saturday, and I think I've listened to it 15 times already. I really enjoy it. And then uh, a movie. I know I'm. 11 years late but district nine i saw that finally and that's a phenomenal movie great i'm upset that it took me this long to see it great cannot recommend it enough phenomenal movie it's on netflix so it's easy i don't think there's anyone listening to this that doesn't have netflix because it just doesn't (laughs) make any sense or you have your cousin's password or something like that you can find it that's so that's my suggestions anything movies music tv shows is another one yeah absolutely man I've been, so I've been kind of diving into like some older stuff just cause like, I feel like, uh, getting like a little nostalgic has been like kind of helpful lately, yeah. you know, like feel just like with like positive vibes and like, I've been trying to like, just as a practice, like I try to find like things that like, they don't necessarily have to make you smile, but like, it'll, you know, it's something that, you know, you like. And so, uh, I got really excited because a songwriter who, uh, who I really like named, uh, Fionn Reagan. Mm-hmm. Um, he put out, well, he has his, like, his debut solo record from, like, uh, 2000 and, I don't, I, I don't know from memory. I think it's yeah. around, like, 2004-ish. Okay, early 2000s, like, it's pretty yeah. early, yeah. And, uh, but he's just, like, a folk songwriter, and it was yeah. just mostly live recordings, like, straight to tape, but they sound really, really good. And this, this, this record of his called The End of History... And it's, and he basically got like the, like Europe's equivalent of like album of the year and crap like that. Like it's, he's just so freaking good, but all these years later and like other solo albums and then some band records and like, he's like, you know, he's done some stuff, but he's also, he's always been kind of like reclusive and mysterious and doesn't tour very much uh, to my knowledge at least. And, um, but one of the weird things was that like the, that record came out like in the early 2000s and that's actually when I heard it. My older, uh, my older brother, Charlie, yeah. um, uh, discovered it somehow and, and showed me, but since like coming in more into like adulthood, you know, like it has never been available, like streaming, like on Spotify and all that. Yeah. It just kind of wasn't there anymore. I was like, what the hell? So yeah. it, it like COVID happened and everything shut down. And then like randomly, like, this long like his critically acclaimed solo record finally came onto like i don't know if they're if like streaming rights were held up or something like that for a long time or i don't know but like for a a long time you just couldn't find it and you were like streaming it like on youtube or something you know what i mean and like so i've been like really diving into that record again because it's so pretty and so sad and it's just it's just great um and it just makes me feel warm and fuzzy um, but then like to, to balance that out, I've been like to get like super like bubblegummy happy feeling. I've been like watching like Adventure Time. Oh, that's a good show. Oh, just so. Yeah, it's so great. 
And so, uh, so that's been really nice. <laughs> Those have been yeah. my escapes lately. I like it. All right. So we're wrapping up the podcast here. So promote your stuff. You know, I, as I said, it'll all be in the bio, but, you know, give you a second to promote it. Obviously, sure. if, you know, stuff was live, promote venues, but just anything sure. that you want to say to the people, message, anything like yeah. that, this is your, you have the floor. You got it. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, like in terms of releases or anything, like I have a single out called Friends. Mm-hmm. Like definitely check it out. I have, I am officially uh, like in the studio. I'm recording new stuff. So I don't know if it's going to be a full length album or if it's going to be like a really solid EP or, but stuff's in the works. You know, that's all coming up. Um, I'm definitely going to try to do like some Instagram live videos and performances coming up. I've been like really social media shy lately <laughs> but um but all that's you know i'm working out the kinks uh, but anyways like all that to say really like yeah like you know if if you want to check stuff out on your own or anything like Bandcamp camp is one of my favorite places to do so so like checking out the holy dark like at Bandcamp, like you're gonna see you know the archive albums like anything else that you want to check out it's all there and uh, so yeah, so like I'll be I'll be active again very very soon, and in the meantime, just like doing my best to like you know make some quality content from home and trying to get that ready. So yeah, so. awesome. I'm <laughs> I'm personally looking forward to it. I hope the listeners oh, are. Yeah. Make sure you check him out on Spotify. You can go on his Bandcamp. You can download the album. You give the amount that you feel it's worth. All that. Check out. He has merch on his website. All that. I'll put it in the bio. Make sure you go on the SoundCloud and subscribe to his channel after you subscribe to mine all right thank you man for being on it and <laughs> listeners thank you for letting us be your nice. last resort slowing down you've given up on love but together we're different and alone we're the same i'm sorry to my brothers my friends and former lovers but with happiness you'll never be okay Some scripture to analyze and tear apart Cause I know how these things happen You get so tired finishing before you start I'm not searching for acceptance No special place in someone's heart Cause I know how these things happen You get so tired waiting for that life to spark Slowing down you've given up on love But together we're different and alone we're the same I'm sorry to my brothers, my friends and former lovers But with happiness you'll never be okay Does anyway that alone is not a virtue, but it's worth the heartache if I can meet someone someday. I don't mean to seem dependent, but the doctor said it's how I'll be, 
And I won't take their suppressions But I need somebody to step in as a remedy Slowing down, you've given up on love But together we're different and alone we're the same I'm sorry to my brothers, my friends and former lovers But with happiness you'll never be okay Sorry to my brothers, my friends and former lovers But with happiness, you'll never be okay